Okay, this is Berenson Bond, episode four, with your hosts, Corey and Diego Berenson. Hello, Diego. Hi. How are you today? Good. How was it shredding the skate park today? Cool. At the ending, I just got an epic wipeout. Epic wipeout. I bailed off my skateboard. And it went right under my bike, and I did like a 360 spin, and then I fell down. Ate it. Crushed the knee in the same spot that you hit your knee from the other skate park the other day. Same (laughs) spot. Double. I got bug spray on it twice. Mm -hmm. And I hit it once and then I hit it again at the same So I got it at a skate park and then I got it at, and then it got a little better at football. Yeah. So you had. So and you went then, to the, yeah. After that, I went to this skate park, mm-hmm. and then this one I hit in the same spot again, which Ouch. made it even worse. Ouch! Because we went to the skate park, and then when downtown. I was just sitting down, I didn't know if I could stand up. That's how hurt my leg was. That's I didn't bad. know if I could hurt stand up. And you got the first wipeout. You went in the bowl. In the giant bowl in the downtown skate park. Huge bowl. I made it up once. That's it. You're brave, man. I looked down that and I was like, I don't think I can do that. But you did it. You and Dylan, you both went inside that bowl. Face first. Made it. Made it out of there. Scary. Hey, when you fell back, when you failed, like you got out of the bowl the first time and then the second time when you didn't, did you bump your head in? On your helmet? I hit the back of my head. On your helmet? Yeah. Good thing you had that thing on. It'll but I think the motorcycle helmets are better because it protects your whole entire head and your face. Mm-hmm. But helmets are still pretty good. They actually... Well, I guess I kind of want the motorcycle helmet more. You think so? Rather you, than... Don't you want all black? You're going to sell the Captain America Yeah, one? for an all black motorcycle one. Because I think motorcycle is better. Mm-hmm. Protect your face. Not just your head, but your face too. Yeah, that's true. Because like the mouthing is this long and the f- forehead is like this long. Oh, yeah. And so, then for fuel, what did we eat when we got to the skate park? Because you, you can't just... It's good to put fuel in your body before you go... To a skate park yeah. to go do something. So we had smoothies, which was almond milk, sunflower butter, vegan protein powder, frozen banana. Wait, vegan? Yeah. Because oh. the man who makes vega is vegan. <laughs> vega. So he calls it vega. It's just protein from plants. And then today we went to the Buda skate park. And now closer here we by. are. Way closer. Like, when my dad was looking at the map, it led us, and it said in the middle of a street, and we didn't see anything, and then, um, and don't, and then my friend, we were dropping him off there, like, to, we could all hang out and then bring him back to his house, but when we were going, um, we, uh, my friend thought it was just an old street, maybe, and so then we were driving away, and then right when we were driving away, we saw it. So then we wanted to turn around and then go there. 
Thanks, Google Maps. Here you are, the middle of the highway. I remember highway. the last time when it led us to high, the high school one. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he was thinking we would ride bikes all the way to the bike trail. Yeah. So you got a book. Mm-hmm. This is your first reading on here. Which book are you reading today? Well, it's like, it's a New York Times best-selling series I survived mm-hmm. and it's basically these kids um, surviving d- like crazy wild disasters and this book I'm reading is the shark attacks of 1916 by what's the author's name uh, by Lauren Tardis let me see uh, Oh, Tarsius, or Tar, you could say yeah. Tars. Um, by Lauren Tarsius. Um, and it's a scholastic, but, so I'm just going to read until the next chapter, sure. but I'm just skipping the pages, so, sure. um, so, um, the captain looked back at Chet. Sure it does, he said. Chet's eyes winded up in surprise the creek and empties out into the Ritarian bay which leads right to the atlantic pirates used to come these to these parts buried their treasure all around here the captain's eyes kept getting bigger brighter if the ties are high and the currents are strong. A shark could get swept right into the creek. Of course it could. I saw it, Captain, Jet said, more confident now. It was huge, and its eyes, just like you said, killer eyes. The captain muttered. Jet nodded. Why are you standing here, son? The captain scolded. We need to warn people. I'm getting my boat. You need to get... To that swimming hole. You tell people what you saw. What if they don't believe me, Chet asked. The captain put a hand on Chet's shoulder. His grip was very strong. Go, he said. Chapter 12. Chet started shouting halfway down a big hill. Get out of the water, he screamed. Get out of the water now. He thundered down the path and on to the dock. You have to get out. There's a shark. The guys were all there, but they didn't even look at Chet. You have to believe me, Chet. Um, and sitted. This isn't a joke. You have to get out. You hear that, Monty? Sid said. There's a shark in the crate. We better get out. Sid hosted himself up onto the dock. Monty and Dewey followed. But was was it working? Were they listening? But Sid backed up and turned a running leap off of the edge of the dock. He cannonballed into the creek with an enormous splash that Chet drenched Um drenched monty and dewey dove after him 
Hey, it's called If a Shark Attacks Me. You guys can split 500 book reward from that rich guy. That guy's dead, Monty said. Too bad, Sid. Um, too bad, Sid. Sid, Sid. Oh, shark. Monty called through the cupped hands. There's a sharky shark. Come and get us. They hooted with laughter. And Chet stood there totally helpless. That shark was probably long gone. Nobody would ever believe him for the next hundred years. People around Elm Hills would be talking about Chet Roscoe, the kid who had said there's a shark in the creek. He'd be a big joke. The captain was... The captain was... Chet felt like running felt like running away far away all of the way all the way to california but then nodded sid strangely still in the creek his face had gone white his mouth was open like it was going to scream chet instant turned to jelly when he saw the glintstein fin moving slowly through the water what the Dewey said. Hurry, Chet cried. Get out. Monty and Dewey flew out of the water. But Sid screamed, stuck. Hunt nice. The shark was closer to the surface now. Its black eyes almost glowing. Its massive body looming. They all screamed at Sid. Get out. Hurry. Come on. It's coming, Chet heard a motor in the distance and Captain Captain's Wilson voice shouting, Shark, shark, in the creek. Everybody out. Everyone out. Shark in the creek. Sid still didn't budge. The shark was getting closer. Suddenly, before he had a chance to think, Chet was in the water swimming as fast as he could toward swim. Sid... He grabbed a hold, grabbed hold of Sid's arm and pulled him. Chet, is it real? Sid gasped. Is it real? Yes, yes, hurry. Monty and Dewey were at the edge of the dock, reaching down for them. Sid hosted himself up and Chet planted his hands on the dock. The guys all grabbed his arms to pull him up. Chet was almost out of the water when something caught his leg. At first, it felt like a giant hand was grabbing him. Then it felt like hot nails were boring into his calf. It got my leg, Chet screamed. Pull, Sid shouted. His friends pulled. They pulled and pulled until Chet was sure he'd been torn into two. After entirely his leg finally came free, his friends huddled him onto the dock. The shark exploded out of the water. Its jaws open wide, wide open. Its teeth smeared, um, smeared with blood. Its gaping mouth was coming right for Chet, and then bang, a gunshot shattered in there there time 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 seemed to stop
The next thing Chet knew, he was sitting on the dock. Everything looked foggy and people seemed to be moving in slow motion. Heard muffled noises, men's voices, a boat motor. The guys sang his name over and over. They were leaning close, holding tight to his arms. Chet looked down and wondered what what he was doing in a puddle of ketchup. He had cleaned that up. Why was the puddle getting bigger? Chet realized it wasn't the ketchup. It was blood pouring from his leg. The frog around him grew thicker until Chet couldn't see or hear a thing. Chapter 13. Oof. So you're ready to go swim so, in the creek? It's what? basically like, you know how sharks could get caught in a giant, well not in a giant, but they could sometimes not know where they're going yeah. and just lead right into a creek. So he went in there by so accident, sounds like. He went in there to save his friend, but he went in there when the shark got closer. Mm-hmm. And you know how fast sharks can go. Oh yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah. I would be so, terrified. If I was pulling you out of so the water. So it feels like hot. Like if you left it in a nail in the sun for a long time and put it in your leg. That's what te- that's what shark teeth feel like? Yes. Well, that's what Ooh. it felt like to him. Yeah. So but imagine. It, first it felt comfortable like a giant, like a hand grabbing his leg. Yeah. And then it felt like na- hot nails going into his leg so, imagine a so the end he couldn't see or hear anything so no. on the next page i think it said like was he alive was he dead was he asleep was he awake so what do you think about that well i have finished this book yeah but you liked that chapter um, well i just wanted to read until there because i thought you might be interested. Totally. Like how it feels to people. <laughs> you know? And man, you're reading so good. You could barely even finish that a year ago. You know, you would struggle through these books. You needed a lot of help. And you just totally read that whole thing with no help. By yourself. But anyways, yeah. Thank you for reading. Now, my turn, right? So, I finished probably a month, maybe a month or two ago, a book called Unconventional Medicine by Chris Kresser. So, this book I read because I heard him talk in another podcast. I heard him and it totally fascinated me, something I'm interested in because he's the type of doctor that we went to before. So, you remember when we go to ARC and we see Dr. Goodman? Goodman. Sometimes we go to ARC, we go in there, it has the little office with the Batman stickers. We usually see Nico's mom. Yeah, but then the last time we went to the other doctor and we're in that little tiny office, you remember? It's very small. Mm -mm. They have the Batman stickers all over. Nope. He comes in. Nope. Come on, we've been there like 10 times. <laughs> so anyways, that's ARC, you remember. We sit in there, 
and they have the computer. They type some stuff on there. We wait and we wait in the one room. Then we walk to the other room. No. He comes in. Wait. You tell him. We say. Uh, wait, we, is it that one where it has the paintings on a wall? <coughs> and there's like each room with different paintings. That's Nico's mom's. But no, the one we go to has different stickers. No, what I'm saying is the one with a painting on it on the side of the wall, and then on the other side, well, is on the other side next to the bed is a painting, but on this side there's no painting. I don't know. Do you remember? Get, do you want to get a water? Oh no. Okay. Well, you remember. So we go in there and we wait and we tell him, okay, Diego has. A lot of ear pain, hurts a lot. I think it's an ear infection. He says, boom, gotcha. Writes on his pad, I know exactly what you need. Here's the medicine. Go to Walgreens. Have a good day. And I'm like, cool, I needed something. And then we go another time, like maybe you are coughing. Like the last time Sophia was coughing and coughing and she wouldn't stop. And I said, well, all right, we'll go there. And I'm in there probably five, maybe ten minutes. And he says, okay, what's your problem? What's going on? And I say, coughing, congested, don't feel good. He says, um, got it. Writes the prescription for the antibiotics. We're out of there in five to ten minutes. That's quick. Then, now think. See if you can remember in your mind. Wait, so that guy has a podcast? No, he, I'm just talking about the doctor we've gone to. And then, let's see if you remember, and then one time, we went to this other office, which is a functional medicine doctor, and that doctor had, remember they had the little table with all the papers and the map colors to draw, it had the tea in the coffee machine, it had the giant painting, and do you remember when we went in to talk to her, it was about your stomach hurting a whole lot, and we told her, um, I do not remember anything. I'll describe it and see I if you remember. I don't remember. I know. Just, Why are you trying to make here, me remember? Really, here, let me move that wire. Um, oh, why are you trying to make me remember? Well, let's see if you do. Yeah. Because I'm telling you because I'm describing what kind of doctor that is in this book. Wait, so that guy because wrote a we, book? Yeah, so not the one we went to, but a doctor like it. So we went in there and we told the doctor, we told the woman doctor... Your stomach has been hurting, and we were in there for a long time, maybe an hour or an hour and a half. And she said, let's see if you remember this. It was because, don't get embarrassed, it was that two weeks straight, you were farting every day, a whole bunch. And it was kind of embarrassing at school, right? And you didn't feel good. Wait, I, I was going to school farting? Yeah, you were farting like every day. <laughs> I was a farting a machine. Lot. And you came home and you were very sad one day and you were very embarrassed. And I said, what's going on? And you said, well, I've been farting at school. And I said, okay, you know, you know, say excuse me. And if you feel it coming, you can walk away. But you said, no, I'm, I'm farting a lot for a lot of days. And I said, ooh, that's not good. And we didn't know what it was. So I said, maybe we should go to the functional medicine doctor. And when we went there, she said, okay, Diego. When do you go to bed at night? Why? Exactly. You're like, what? I'm talking about my stomach here. And you're asking me when I'm going to sleep. She said, 
relax. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. When do you go to sleep? When do you wake up? What do you eat for breakfast? What do you eat for lunch? Do you go outside to play at recess? Um, do you, what do you drink? How much TV do you watch? How much are you on the tablet? How much homework are you doing? Are you doing sports? And you're like, what's this going on here? This is about me farting. This is about me farting. She said, yes, yes, yes. It's totally about you farting. Because this type of doctor that I'm going to describe in this book, they don't just want to say, hey, what's your problem? Here's the medicine. That's not how they work. They want to understand your whole life, your whole situation. They, it's called holistic because they look at you as a whole system of pieces and parts that work together, not just one little tiny part that's messed up. So you said, I fart all day long. She said, okay what are you eating and you said well i'm eating waffles for breakfast sometimes a pan little mini pancakes mostly cereal yeah at that time it was cereal and for lunch you also had a sandwich peanut butter jelly or sunflower butter jelly and then for dinners we try and bake some veggies um but also the usual sometimes pizza sometimes nuggets that's things that everybody eats she said, okay, that sounds like you're eating a whole lot of gluten. And at that time, you were drinking sometimes sometimes regular milk, but definitely cheese. You were eating a lot of cheese. I love cheese. You used to love cheese. And she hmm. said, okay, as a test, no gluten, no dairy. That means no cheese or milk for two weeks. At all. Zero. None. That means you need to check spaghetti sauce. Um, you need to check every box of cereal. Every Anything and everything that Diego eats. Read all of the ingredients and check for gluten because it's not in just the obvious stuff. And so he said, oh my gosh. What? Just read. I know. I'm Okay. All right. But I'm telling you, <laughs> what I'm saying is you've been to both types of doctors. One, it says, what do you need? Okay, see you later. And the other one asks about your whole life to fix everything from the bottom. So uh. don't fall asleep over there. Here we go. Are you ready? No. If you fall asleep, I'm going to give you some of my coffee. No! <laughs> Coffee's not for kids. Yeah, it is. All right, so your question is. So again, this book is by Chris Kresser, Unconventional Medicine. I highlighted a couple pages. Functional medicine is a comprehensive theoretical framework for medicine that incorporates a modern understanding of the body as a complex adaptive system, an integrated biological ecosystem, an interdependent web-like network of biological functions. It provides a new set of lenses through which to interpret and organize complex biological and social information so we understand much better why we get sick and how we heal. Functional medicine guides the clinician to a more comprehensive view of the whole organism, not just organs, the whole system, not just the symptoms. Okay? So, to further explain the point is, I'll give you 
a little highlight, okay? You're gonna find this one pretty interesting. A classic patient story highlights the failure of the current model and the power of functional medicine to solve complex chronic illness. Uh, let's see here. There was a kid, uh, not a kid, yeah, there was a grown-up, 57 years old. He says, yeah, I'm pretty healthy. I only take 15 different medicines. Oh my gosh, 15 pills in your belly a day? That sounds like bad times. He only had, you know, colitis, asthma, alopecia, areata, and hypertension, which is super high blood pressure, which gives you a headache and makes you dizzy. Um, all of his quote unquote, you know how you like to do the finger air quotes? Go ahead and do that. Diseases. Wait, so what's the opposite of that? So it's in quotes because they're called diseases, but a disease is something you can never heal in the true sense of the word. But he's saying, no, you can heal these things. <clears throat> so all of his quote unquote diseases were inflammatory which means no physician had investigated why he has such systemic inflammation, which means his body's always fighting back something. So, Like always and never stop? Always, and it's always battling. That's why he has to take 15 medicines a day, which is so Wait, so bad. like 15 today, next day 15, yes. next day. Oh, I thought you meant like... Um, one day and then one day. Every day. So many. And your body's like, okay, this medicine does this. Now this one does this. Now th I'm like, ah, your body's just freaking out all the time. So guess what? What's this? Um, that's a screw for the bottom of the microphone. Ooh. So what and they did is they test him for all, they test his blood for all his vitamins to see what's going on in his body. And guess what they found out? What? celiac disease which had been missed for more than 40 years he spent 40 years of his life taking all these pills and being in pain and not living to his full potential and health and guess what six months later he was off almost all of the medicines wait what he lost 25 pounds that's good his Wait. blood pressure feels better. He had no more asthma, which means he could breathe better. Wait, what's asthma? That's when it's hard to breathe. Oh. Like when you take the inhaler once in a while. Imagine feeling like that all the time. And he had super painful poops for 40 years. But now... Years? Years. His whole life it hurt to go poop. 40 years. And guess what? Now he feels fine. And... For dudes, his hair's growing back. So he's like, sweet. And guess what they did? It was triggered by multiple factors, not just gluten, but that was a unique, he's a unique individual and that's the extreme case of it. So eliminating that food protein reversed all, almost all of his pain. The point oh, is- Wait, but you said almost all. Yeah, almost, what well, I'm saying, that took care of most of it, and then he needed to supplement and take some other vitamins to help, and then that took care of the Wait, rest. Wait, why did he have to take 15 a day? Because they didn't know what was causing all of the problems. 
Oh, but why did he have to take 50? So celiac disease means like you are sensitive to gluten, like most of us. That means you can eat it. It'll make you fart. Well, me and mom. Yeah, you and mom and Sophia. Sophia so, eats gluten. No, not anymore. Well, she, well she's not uh, sensitive to it, but she, she is. can eat it. We found out. You know how? Hmm. We didn't give it to her for three weeks, and then I gave it to her, and she said, Oh, my belly. For a long time, I was like, Oop, I guess so. That's not good. Well, you're the only one. You're but the only one. I don't. That's eat. not sensitive. I'm not you sensitive, don't... but I still don't want to eat it because yeah. it's better to avoid it. So, the next thing this says is most chronic disease is preventable. That means if you are sick of the same exact thing all the time, a lot of those things you can just reverse, which means fix what you eat and you'll feel better. But it also is comprehensive, the functional medicine's individualized approach addressing genetics, diet, nutrition, environmental exposure, stress, exercise, and psycho-spiritual needs is implemented through integrated... Psycho! That means you got to think about mental health as well as body health because your body is a whole system. So the reason I'm pointing this is because you keep asking me, what's the big deal with gluten? How bad can it be besides just farting? Okay. So here's an example. Um, this book, I'm skipping a whole bunch of stuff. This book is like 340 pages long. I'm just picking out some pieces. You should read the whole thing. This one is the first chapter. Wait, have you finished that book yet? Um, yeah, I finished it. I'm just going to read some highlights. Oh, wait. You and finished any, 340 pages? Yeah. Finished it a couple weeks ago. Cool. Or, or a couple months ago. Wait, months? So oh. look at this. Here's a boy. They're just going to call him Leo to protect his identity. Wait, why? An eight-year-old boy. Wait, Leo? They're going to just... They're just making up a name because he didn't want to give his real name. Why? Just to keep his privacy. What's his name... I don't know what his real name is. It Maybe might be it's... Sassafras or Jumanji. Jumanji. Or. So guess what he would do? He's eight years old and Wait, he is would. Is this a real kid? A real kid. Several times a day he would throw epic tantrums for the slightest of reasons. He only ate a handful of foods. Nearly oh. all of them processed and refined like crackers, waffles, bread all day long. Oh my god. That's all he ate every day. Wait, crackers, bread and, and waffles. And that's it. That and he never ate anything besides that's those. It. And what happened is um every time they tried to give him a new food, he would lose his mind and go crazy. So his parents were just like, Uh, I don't know what to do, just I guess keep eating the waffles and the crackers and the bread all day long. And so he's in pain. The parents are in pain. Everybody's stressed out. Wait, they're in pain? Like they hurt? Yeah. And he was, they initially thought he was on the autism spectrum. Eventually they decided he had a sensory processing disorder and obsessive compulsive disorder. Okay. They gave him Adderall in the beginning. Then they switched him to Ritalin. These are strong medicines, very strong. 
Then after that, they added in SSRI, which stands for Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitor. This, there's a lot of books out there that says this is so bad for kids. It really messes up their mental development. Keeps Wait, books? It, the medicines called SSRIs. What is that? Does it stand for something? Yeah, Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitor. <laughs> How do you know that? Does it say it? It says it right here. And I know it, but it's better to read it. <laughs> um, so she was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is crazy strong medicine. Um, and even, you know how when you don't, when we eat stuff for sometimes it's not good for us, we kind of get moody and a little grumpy and you don't notice no. it, but I notice it. Trust me. No. So no guess what? Leo's mom had a friend who read a book. And she heard about the gut-brain axis and the connection between inflammation and the mental health disorders, which means all that food he's eating makes his body freak out. His body freaks out, shuts down, boop, no good, healthy blood, good oxygen going to the brain. It just shuts it but down, blocks breathe? it. He can breathe, but he's his brain is just kind of like in a daze, like you're like you just woke up, but all day long. So you're just like the. It's like you woke up every day. Yeah. So this doctor. So it's like I woke up right now. I woke up right now. I woke up right now. Yeah. So they did a bunch of tests. They tested him for nutrient deficiency, GI pathologies, blood sugar imbalance, heavy metal toxicity, oh, and food intolerances. That is a lot. That's a lot of tests. Guess what they found out. A bunch of stuff. He had a disrupted gut microbiome. What does that mean? That means his insides and his belly was freaking out. His belly was releasing all the acid and proteins out of his stomach, into his blood, up to his brain. Okay? He had gluten intolerance, possible celiac. He was also intolerant of rice, buckwheat, corn, which were... All the ingredients in his waffles that he ate every day. He, oh, man. he was missing B12, vitamin, folate, iron, and vitamin D. Ooh, and he had high levels of arsenic, a heavy metal with toxic effects. Rice milk was the only thing he drank besides water. And guess what? Rice milk has been shown to be one of the highest dietary sources of arsenic. So he's the only things that he's eating is everything his body hates. So his body is like, <laughs> so this is what they did. All right, within this is the cool part. Here's the happy ending. You ready? Yeah. The happy ending is within two weeks. They noticed a huge difference in behavior. Six weeks later, a teacher called and said, uh, who's this kid? Because he's nice now. And he's better and starting to pay attention. He's under control. He's relaxed. Three months later, he was literally a different person. Everything was resolved. And... 
they could hardly believe the changes they observed in the last. Wait, so this book is about people getting healthy. Yes. People feeling bad and getting healthy again. That's right. But starting with, hey, you feel bad. What's actually causing it? Instead of, hey, what hurts? Stomach. I got a stomach pill. Your head hurt. I got a head pill. No, no, no. These doctors find out what's actually making you feel bad, and then let's just change that, so you can feel good. Because if you just take what it hurts, then it never fixes it. Then you're just gonna keep taking that medicine because you're gonna keep hurting. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Wait, how many? Are you reading all those tabs? Um, I got one, two, three, four, five. How many do you want me to read? Um, three more. Three more? Okay, you got it. I actually You're hanging in there. You're hanging more. tough. Two more. Two more? Okay. You're, oh, man. All right, two more. Okay. Let's see. The proportion of kids with chronic disease has risen dramatically over the past two decades. 27%. Decades? 27% of children now suffer from chronic disease, up from 13% only since 1994. So basically in 20 years, 13% more kids are suffering all the it's time. Suffering? Yeah, the chronic disease means you're sick all the time. And you'll be that way forever if you don't fix it. That's That would be very sad. To be like that. Because then you never... And then the more you don't go to school, the more you won't remember addition. So this is because addition is the easiest. Yeah. And you won't even remember at least ten plus three. Okay. Nice. Let's see if you. Okay. Add this. This is heartbreaking. A chronic disease in an adult may mean twenty or thirty years of suffering. Oh my god. But a chronic disease or multiple chronic diseases in a child may mean sixty. 70 or even more years of suffering. Wait, so grown up is better? Or worse? It just means if you're older and you get a disease, you're going to suffer less time than a kid. But if you're a kid and you get that disease, you're going to suffer more time than grown your whole up. life 60 or 70 years. Years? Yeah, that's your whole life that you could be taking pills. When you could just fix the problem and say, hey, guess what? Avoid this or that, and you're going to feel like a champion. All right, so I only get two more, or I get one more tab? One more. Okay. Let's see. Which one of these tabs? All right. I'll just give you some stats, and then we'll wrap it up, okay? <laughs> one in two Americans have a chronic disease. One in four have multiple chronic diseases. 91% of all prescriptions filled are for chronic illness. 99% of Medicare dollars and 83% of Medicaid dollars go to chronic illness. The financial burden of chronic disease is so enormous it's hard to comprehend. We spend $3.2 trillion a year on health care. This is 18% of our GDP, which stands for gross domestic product. That gross? means gross. Ew, that domestic Dem- product is gross. 
So, do you understand what I'm saying about these, this doctor compared to the other doctor? Flamingo. Yeah, I got a flamingo on my shirt. <laughs> He's blue. I need to get more no, flamingo shirts. No, that's blue. It's light blue stitching. Uh, it looks like white from far away. Yeah. So thank you, Diego, for listening. I know that was a long one, <laughs> but you you understand now. I think you got the make the main the major point. If you're feeling bad, it's better to find out what's actually causing and it. not just giving and giving the pill that what hurts. Like for example, my knee hurts. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a knee pill, and you just keep on taking that. The more it hurts. Yeah. I think you got it. All right. So I guess to this podcast, we're just reading. Yep. Sometimes we read. Sometimes we hang out. Sometimes we have visitors. All right. We had a good day. And double skate park weekend. Nailed it. (laughs) Maybe you could go And flag football. Maybe you could go like next Saturday. You want to go again? Yeah. You want to go to the big one or the small one? The big one. The big one? Okay. And we could go like right when we wake up. 8 a.m. Before everybody gets there. And then right when we want to leave, everybody comes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, cool. Let's wrap this up. Be healthy, y'all. 